There are a lot of you out there who are wondering the same thing that I am. What are the Nationals doing in free agency? We're seeing everyone else have fun spending their money, making trades, while the Nationals are staying put. Also, Cade Cavalli, the Nationals' number one prospect heading into this season. Will he be the future ace of this team? Because there are a lot of question marks after his MLB season debut. Also, the Mariners made a big splash trade yesterday, and this could affect the national search for a left fielder. All of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And again, thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. The Nationals, what are you doing right now? What are you doing? I was talking about the possibility of the Nationals maybe even spending some money. Now, we know we're not going to be going out there and getting Aaron Judge or making any crazy trades, just completely dumping out the farm system. We knew that. But also, it stinks. We're sitting here today, and the Nationals have done nothing. Absolutely nothing. And really, where does this come down to? Is this truly because of ownership? Is it the question that always looms over our head over the last few months with what we could be doing in free agency and what we could be doing in the trade market with this team moving forward? It is a rebuild after all. So I'm not expecting us to spend huge. But at the end of the day, this is still an ownership that we know has the capabilities to be in the top 10 through MLB payroll to be able to spend some money to put some level of competition out there on the field so we can watch it, cheer for, buy jerseys for. But they just don't seem that interested in it right now. And that's frustrating. And it's really irking me, and that's why I chose to start with this today. Especially after seeing the Mariners, who after years and years of just mediocrity, they're making splash after splash. They already extended their superstar. They already traded for another potential superstar yesterday in T. Oscar Hernandez. They traded away one of their best bullpen pieces as well as one of their top better prospects. Then again, T. Oscar Hernandez only has one year left on his deal. So they did gave up, they gave up a lot for someone who may be walking at the end of the season. But then again, they're all in on winning in 23. And I know the Nationals aren't all in on winning in 23, but that doesn't mean that you just have to stay put and not spend money. Because when you look at the payroll, of this team and across the MLB, you see all these big markets, the Chicago Cubs. They're not all that good. They're sort of in a rebuild right now as well, but they're still spending the money. They still spend the money to at least it's above MLB average. Right now, the Nationals sit way below MLB average. And right now, that's about by $41 million under 
the average annual payroll in 23 right now. Now, that will go up. But when and where and how? Who will you be getting to make this team better? That's the question that I want to know. And I've answered in the past, I want to see the Nationals be aggressive and get someone like Brandon Drury, a Silver Slugger Award, third baseman. We need a left fielder. We need starting pitching help. We still need a few arms in the bullpen. There's a lot of open positions on this team, including the starting pitching like I was touching on earlier. Mike Clevenger is out there. You can be making some splash moves and let the MLB know and let the fans know that, hey, just because we're in this rebuild right now doesn't mean we're not going to be competitive in the free agent market. Just sitting here today on November 17th, 2022, I would have expected at least something. At least something. We've made some minor moves, signing a former first-round pick from the Detroit Tigers to a minor league deal. But that's not the deal that we're looking for. You've re-signed Sean Doolittle. Nice. I love Sean Doolittle, just like the rest of us. But I want to be more aggressive. And I keep asking myself, why isn't this team more aggressive? Why aren't these GMs reaching out to us, reaching out. Why aren't we reaching out to them and trying to cut these deals up? You have to be able to go in with an open mind and leave all rocks unturned or turned rather. Bad analogy. But again, this is something to where we need to see it. We need to see this team and this organization try to put at least their best foot forward into putting a better product on the field rather than in 2022. Because quite frankly, after a few days of just thinking about this and trying to think about potential moves that we could be making, and after seeing what the Mariners did yesterday, they now have five guys in that outfield who have potential. A lot of those guys being high draft picks that they've acquired via trades and as well as just drafting them for themselves and developing them. And T. Oscar Hernandez, who I love, He was kind of on that breakout COVID season in 2020. If you remember, he killed us in the second series of that 2020 season. And quite frankly, I didn't really know too much about him. And then he hit two home runs off Max Scherzer. And that was kind of the nail in the coffin on the 2020 Nationals team. Even though it was the second season of the year, we were like one in five or something. And I was like, okay, well, it's only 60 games this year. We're done. (laughs) And that's how I viewed it. But to see teams be aggressive, the Angels, of course, the Angels have been stuck in mediocrity forever. But guess what? They're still spending the money. I don't know where they get it from. I don't know if it grows on trees out there in Anaheim. But even though that they're mediocre and they could be in a retool situation or or a rebuild, whichever way you look at it, they're still doing it. And why can't we? Because I know just from knowing baseball, following it, that Mike Rizzo is aggressive. He is aggressive in the trade market, especially. He's acquired guys like Josh Bell via trade. You know, we see him at the deadline every year. He's always working the phones, whether it be trading people away, which we love to do nowadays, by the way, or acquiring talent at the deadline. And with that, what are we doing now? 
because there are opportunities to where, like, for example, I'm going to be getting to this further in the 20 minute mark of today's show. Jared Kelnick, Kyle Lewis, Jesse Winker. Those are three guys who maybe could be potentially open for a trade because they have five solid outfielders right now on the Mariners roster. And it would be tough to see that they would keep all five of those guys who have a lot of potential and have showed a lot of promise over the years for the Mariners, as well as for Jesse Winker with the Reds. And he's someone who's really intriguing, who's going to be a free agent after this season, 29 years old, a former first-round pick. And I just want to see them be aggressive. Knock the door on this opportunity. Give them a call. Try to work something out to make this experience better as a Nationals fan and make your own team better. Because I am, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think tanking is a necessity in order to have the quickest rebuild possible. But it also takes a good organization to do that. And with Mike Rizzo, I still trust him as one of the better executives in all of baseball. But to see here, and we're just sitting here on November 17th, we're not really making too many trades. And I know hot stove season is still hot. It's still very hot. And there's still a lot of big name guys, and as well as middle name guys, to be signed. And they will be signed pretty damn soon. But we're just sitting here. Not much going on. And there are opportunities to be made. It's not even just with the Mariners. There are other opportunities there. If it's just to even trade Kyle Finnegan or to trade another starter, Patrick Corbin, if someone wants to take on his contract for the love of God to help out their starting rotation or back-end bullpen help, maybe they see something in him. We're going to have to eat up a lot of that contract. But hey, that's what we're in the business for right now. The contract's not a good one, and it's holding us back dearly big time and so I sit here today frustrated I needed to get that out of my system as a Nats fan and I'm sure you may be thinking the same as to why we aren't spending the money if you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off you'll want to listen up right now locked on nationals listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50 percent off This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. I'm always at in D.C. I'm always out and about because I'm young. I like to live my life. But then also, I like to keep my home safe, and Simply Safe does exactly that. If there is a break-in near your house, they will contact the police and as well as yourself immediately. And it is so refreshing to know that you have someone at your house, even when they aren't there, Simply Safe is that presence to keep you and your family and your loved ones safe. Simply Safe was named the best home security of 2022 by US and News World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agency use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the security system. I recommend get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. 
That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now back into the show as we are discussing some big possibilities with the Nationals. But now I want to be talking about our potential future ace of the team. And I throw around ace a lot. Some people are like, well, you said that about Josiah Gray. I'll pump the brakes a little bit on Josiah Gray. I'm still high on him, but hey, it's what we do as baseball fans, guys. So I want to talk about Cade Cavalli, the Nationals' number one prospect heading into this 2022 season this past year. But thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the bigger stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now Cade Cavalli time, guys. Cade Cavalli time. This is someone to where you've been hearing about since the 2020 draft. He was a first-round pick for your Washington Nationals. He was selected 22nd overall after the Nationals won the World Series in 2019. And again, we were promised a lot with Cade Cavalli. This is a guy to where you hear about his 100-mile-per-hour fastball. You hear about the high strikeout rate down in AAA that seamlessly he's been there for about a year and a half until he got the call up in later August. I believe it was actually the day before I went on vacation. So I was able to go see him in person. But if you were there or if you were watching at home, which I assume you guys were, it was yikes. Yikes. That was a tough game for Cade Cavalli and this team. Seriously. Let's just be honest. He got rocked around by the Cincinnati Reds. And it was, you know, I work in sports radio, as I've said before. This town, the talk of the town was when Cade Cavalli was going to be getting the call up. Everyone was talking about, well, we could see him getting the call up against a poor Cincinnati Reds team or the Oakland A's, which I believe we played the series right after that. Both home series after about 10 days on the road. And so everyone was kind of licking their chops, getting ready to see Cade Cavalli and the 2020 first round pick for the Nationals, who worked his way into the top 50 prospect list on MLB Pipeline. So people were excited about this guy. People were starting to talk and starting to be like, hey, I think he's going to be getting the call up in later August when we play the Reds and the A's. You know, we don't want to have him go against the Braves or the Mets in his first start. That'll be a little embarrassing. Not only will those fans completely take over Nationals Park, but he probably would have been rocked by those teams. And now in hindsight, looking back on it, the Cincinnati Reds, they rocked Cade Cavalli's world. But that's not to let you lose hope for Cade Cavalli, because I'm here to tell you that this is someone you should still believe in heading into the 2023 season. Yes, he was injured in that start, but I truly do believe that they shut him down. When you're in a rebuilding mode the way that we were, there was no point into having Cade Cavalli come out there in late September and make it another start. They shut him down. They played it safe with his arm. And, hey, we'll see you in spring training. Have a full off season to recover, to get your mind right going into spring training in 23. 
and let's go. You're going to be at the top of the rotation with this team alongside Josiah Gray, Patrick Corbin, and yeah, and probably another free agent that we acquire, whether that be Mike Clevenger, who I've talked about recently, or maybe someone else, maybe a little older vet. We'll see. Corey Kluber's out there. That's a big name, someone that we would like. But with Cade Cavalli, Cade's got the stuff, guys. He's got the stuff to be an ace, even more so than Josiah Gray, in my opinion. And that's not a knock on Josiah Gray. That's an endorsement on Cade Cavalli and his just roaring fastball. This is someone to where, like I said, high 90s to even touching 100 every now and then. We saw him in the Futures game touch 101 miles per hour up in Colorado in 2021. That's exciting. I talk about Yarlin Susanna, and so it kind of puts a wet blanket over Cade Cavalli's 101 mile per hour fastball when you have an 18-year-old throwing 103 and potentially even touching 104. But Cade Cavalli has the stuff, and it's not even only the fastball. It's his curveball that's tremendous, in my opinion. I saw it in person. There's a lot of movement to it. There's something to where it's going to be a swing and miss pitch, which is the key for a curveball. That's what you want, especially coming out of out of an ace, which I think Cade Cavalli, if everything goes right, and if everything goes the Nationals' way and his way, if he develops properly, if he gets the proper mechanic fixes going into 23, then I truly believe that this is someone you can rely on as the top of the pit or top of the food chain for your starting rotation. I'm not going to say an ace. I feel like I throw that name around or <laughs> that tag around a little too loose. But Kate Cavalli is certainly someone that you can rely on. When you talk about aces, you think about someone who has four solid pitches, and I truly think that's what Cade Cavalli has. I've touched on the fastball, and I've touched on the curveball. He's also got a nice slider, and his changeup has really developed since he got drafted out of the University of Oklahoma. And so to see someone like Cade Cavalli really just make the leaps and the, and the bounds that you thought that he could make throughout his time in the minor league since 2020, that's exciting stuff. Because he was far and away our best prospect over the last two years in the national system. Some of you may say Luis Garcia, which is a fair advantage, you could say, but he really lost his prospect status after the 2020 season. And I look at Cade Cavalli, and he's got electric stuff. I even think that some people sleep on what he could bring to the table. Because in today's game, pitchers are just so much better and developed at a much faster rate than they once were. You see pitchers coming in immediately and dominating the game. But it's also a tough time for hitting. Because pitchers, or not really pitchers, hitters, they hit home runs now. Striking out doesn't really matter that much anymore in today's game. As we know in the past, old guys and older baseball fans, they didn't like people who struck out a lot. But it's a sign of the times now. If you have the power, if you have the ability to put the ball out of the yard at a pretty high rate, like the way, I mean, I could say Aaron Judge, but everyone wants to be Aaron Judge when it comes to that. Even just a slight ability to, that's the game, and they're going to be taking advantage of pitches that you miss on. But it also, the strikeout rate in the MLB is higher than ever. Cade Cavalli has the ability 
to put away hitters like that who are swinging, swinging for the fences. That's where guys like Cade Cavalli can thrive to where you have guys stepping up to the plate, looking to mash one out of the yard. And that's something that Cade Cavalli can do. He did give up home runs in the minor leagues. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that part of it. But I see the velocity in his fastball. I see the movement in his curveball and the drop in his changeup that continues to improve. It's got a lot of swing and miss potential in today's game, which does mean a lot coming from a pitcher. You want to see that ability and really in the major leagues have that develop throughout spring training and will really have a better look than in there when he makes that spring training start that we all believe will be coming relatively shortly. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. Tonight, we got Thursday night football. And as I say, I'm a big football fan, and we love Thursday night football. We love it all. Guess what? Here's what I'm going to do and follow my lead. I'm going to look up what all the BetOnline.net analytic people say about this i want the numbers i want the cold hard facts what over should i take should i go the over or the under guess what i don't need to make that decision because they will for you and it's just that simple follow my lead and do it that way head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts And now let's make our transition into some potential trade activity for the Washington Nationals. And this segment is brought to you by Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And so now we're going to be taking a little deep dive into the trade market. And I'll say this. There's no rumors about this potential trade. This is just something to where I workshopped yesterday. And guess what? I'm really easy to convince myself on things that may not happen and most likely will not happen. But no, 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 no. You're not going to tell this small brain up here myself that that will not happen. Because I have convinced myself that the Mariners will be moving on from one of their five outfielders and it's I can tell well actually one of the four they're not going to be moving on from Julio Rodriguez all right one of the three what am I saying Julio Rodriguez Teoscar Hernandez they're not going every anywhere now for Jesse Winker Kyle Lewis and Jared Kelnick hmm you're telling me that the Mariners will be keeping five solid outfielders and they're going to hold all that value and what are they going to do with it what would they do with that? What's the point of holding on to guys like that who have a lot of value, a lot of potential to where you can rule that in the trade market and get your value back in a different position? And I don't think it would be as expensive as you would think that it would be. I have a good friend who I work with. Drab t-shirt on 106.7 The Fan. He's a big Mariners fan. I was talking to him about this and. He kind of got the ball rolling on this for me. He was saying that there is some potential to where the Mariners could be moving off from one of those guys. 
I, I want Jared Kelnick. I'll just put that out there right now. Jared Kelnick is the one that I want for this Nationals team. And why is that? Well, one, he was a top 10 pick back in 2018 from the New York Mets. Sixth overall. And truly, the potential is there for him to have some power. He, we've seen it from him, but ultimately, he just hasn't been that good when he gets up into the major leagues. And so will they be looking to move off of him? Could be. But then also, the other name that really intrigues me is Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis, for those, if you remember him, back in 2020, he won Rookie of the Year that year. And he truly just had a breakout season. And this is someone who has been productive in the majors, but he has knee issues. I don't know where those knee issues stand today. I'm just, I'm not following the Mariners as much as I probably should be when I want to talk about this. But I can tell you this, Kyle Lewis and Jared Kelnick, or even Jesse Winker, who I'll be getting to momentarily, those are guys that you can move for and to really just put, come full circle on today's show of Locked On Nationals, your team every day, you could make a move for one of these guys. Because I'm not buying that they're going to be going into this season with those five outfielders to where, what are you going to do with them? Julio is going to be in the lineup every day. T. Oscar Hernandez will be in the lineup every day. And now you got three high potential very productive defenders out there, what will they be doing? Where will they be? Well, T. Oscar Hernandez, will he DH a little bit? Truly, we don't know as of right now what that will look like. But I would be stunned to not see them move off from one of these guys. But to talk about Jesse Winker for a little bit, I think he may be the one that could be moved off most easily. And the reason why that is, is he will be a free agent next season. He's going to be a free agent after this 23 season. And he's 29 years old, former first-round pick from the Cincinnati Reds. He was an all-star in 2021. He's got power, but he also had a down year in 22 to where his value may not be what it once was back in 2021. Now, sitting here today, if you were to ask me, Ryan, who do you think they would move off of? It'd probably be Jesse Winker. And then you would ask me, would the Nationals have any interest in someone who's only has one year left on his deal? He's not a Boris client, so the possibility of extending him is there. But he was probably the most productive of those three between Kyle Lewis and Jared Kelnick. But I still stand on the table for wanting Jared Kelnick or Kyle Lewis. So if I was Mike Rizzo, I'd be picking up the phones right now and trying to make offers. You have a disgruntled prospect with Carter Keboom, who was a former first-round pick, to where, let's be honest, don't tell the Mariners front office this, but I think the guy's got nothing. I don't think he has it to make it in the majors. And so let's try to move off from him and try to get one of these guys who... The Mariners are a little disgruntled with as well. Kyle Lewis, the injury history from Jared Kelnick. He just hasn't really done it in the major leagues. Jesse Winker. He's probably going to be the odd man out when he's a free agent. 
So they're going to be wanting to move off of one of those guys. And again, none of this is prominent. They haven't said that they want to do this, but the proof is in the pudding. It'd be kind of shocking to see someone like the Seattle Mariners hold on to those guys and really just do nothing for it. Because one, I can tell you this, Jared Kelnick and Kyle Lewis, they will be frustrated if one of those guys are on the bench. They were both top 10 picks, high prospects, someone to where they valued a lot within their system. Actually, I stand corrected. Kyle Lewis was an 11th round pick, or an 11th overall pick in the first round of the 2016 MLB draft. But again, what are the odds that they truly stick with those five guys? J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez is already signed through forever with them. They did the right thing. Hat tip to that organization. But I would be looking to move from one of those guys. Even if you have to give up one of your pitching prospects, I'm not giving up any of the five dogs that we got from the San Diego Padres. But mid-tier guys for someone like Kyle Lewis, I'm not giving up Kabali either. I'm giving up maybe Jackson Rutledge, Jackson Tetro as well. Maybe Andrew Lara, one of your young pitching prospects who was or who still is someone where the Nationals think highly of. Move off of one of those guys. You've got a lot of pitchers in this organization right now, and you're probably going to be holding a pretty high draft pick in the 23 draft where there are pitchers that you will be able to be able to select in the top 10 of this draft. That's where we're projected to be. And truly, we should be number one overall. or at worst, top three. And so I challenge Mike Rizzo in this organization to really just make a move. Don't be afraid to make a wrong decision. Because guess what? If you believe in your abilities to scout, if you believe in your ability to develop, I think that this move to trade one of, for one of those guys to fill your left field and position hole, I think it would be a slam dunk for the organization, for the team, and this would truly put a nice little feel to this rebuild, and it's even more talent that we desperately need at the major league level. So Mike Rizzo, please, don't do it for me. Do it for the people at home. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Check, check, Catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports, plus get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have some fun news. Maybe the Nationals sign someone within the next 24 hours. Please, for the love of God, just make a move and have me give me something to talk about that's worthy of a full show. Give me an emergency podcast. That's what I want. Make a move to where it makes me stop everything in my day, take all the plans out, and let me sit here and record a nice podcast because we all want the news. We want to see some moves happen. Hopefully, that gets done very soon. I will talk to you guys soon. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show, and have a good day.